Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, and welcome to <laughs> another week, another Monday, another gray Monday, I might point out, and it happens to be March 30th, which is my brother's birthday. A lot of people have remarked about time in this time and how we lose track of the days uh, we think a day seems equivalent to a week, uh, to think of when was that that I was able to do something that, of course, you cannot do anymore. And it seems so long ago, and it it might just have been, what, three weeks? I haven't done the – I haven't really looked at a calendar myself, <clears throat> but uh, we're about to head into our – our next month of this experience. And by the way, that reminds me that April 1st is April Fool's Day. I would implore, uh, not being a fan in general, of pranks uh, or scaring people or misleading people or anything. I don't think that uh, some of what people would normally do uh, for April Fool's Day uh, should maybe be shelved (laughs) this year. I mean, think them through if you've got anything planned, because uh, it could be uh, more cruel than usual. I tend to find pranks cruel, but that's just me. I'm a a wet blanket. so we haven't spoken for, oh God, did you hear that? That whistle? That was a wheeze. And um, I don't know if it was the wind yesterday that kicked things up for me, but I really struggled uh, through yesterday. And um, I'm almost embarrassed to tell this story, but I will. I uh, was out walking the dog and it was sunny and warm, and there are trees that are bursting into bloom and flowers uh, unfolding. And, you know, normally on a day like that in March, I mean, you would, your heart would just be singing. I was trying really hard to be in the moment, as they say, and to appreciate all the the beauty and the new life that was in front of me. But it seemed like everybody was out doing the same thing. And so if I looked even, you know, 40 feet down the sidewalk I was on, there came another person uh, maybe with a dog or maybe with another person, and I would think, hmm, danger. I mean, can you imagine you see another person and you think <laughs> like your your fight or flight response goes goes into gear? And I would uh, sigh and maybe cross to the other sidewalk where I would look up and see another person walking toward me 
where I would sigh and at one point actually just walked in the street because there was very little traffic there, but that's no fun for the dog because there's nothing much to smell. We continued on our way and I did manage to relax a little bit and got on less traveled uh, byways. And and then maybe about 25 minutes into it, I I realized that I had a headache. And I then remembered that I seemed to be getting these headaches every time I walk the dog, which is one of my, has been one of my enjoyable activities. And yet halfway through generally, this just blinding headache comes on. And I thought, oh God, I just can't. And I sort of turned us around and started heading back home. Um, I increasingly didn't feel very well. And I took blue, take that bone on a on another surface. Thank you. Um, and so I, the dog and I made for one of those very steep Pittsburgh steps. Um, this one is especially strange. It's right where... God damn! It's right where the um, the mayor lives, and I, I just passed his house and and turned onto these these steps. And as I walked up them, there was a little boy on a pogo stick, and he was bouncing up and down at the top. And I thought to myself, rather than it giving me pleasure, which it normally would have, I thought, oh, please get out of the way so I can get home. And um, and and as I walked more, I got more and more out of breath. Now, these steps I take uh, quite a bit. They are daunting. One does breathe more heavily toward the end of them. But this didn't feel quite like that. And um, by the time I got to the steps and the little boy sort of had given way, but so sweetly said, hi, puppy. And I said hi to him and uh, told him that what he was doing was amazing. And he was very proud and said he'd done 30 some sets of 35 jumps. And I said, wow. That's fantastic. And I said, that's great exercise. And then he stopped responding. And I remembered this thought passed my head. Why call play? He's playing. And you, the adult, say, that's good exercise, which it was. But it's not how a kid who's jumping up and down on a pogo stick uh, thinks of it. It's fun. And God knows I don't think of exercise as fun. So I walked on, the steps dropped me sort of into somebody's driveway, <laughs> this being Pittsburgh, a gravel driveway. And I began to walk, but by that time, my breathing was really labored and I was feeling dizzy. And I really thought, oh my God, oh my God. That awful feeling when you're uh, assessing what uh, you should do in the next minutes 
And I looked around for a place to sit, and other than the gravel driveway, there was just some grass, but I saw ahead a a, a uh, brick fence kind of thing that around a house that looked like it, you could sit on it. And I begged the dog to, I said, please hurry, hurry. And I sort of made my way and felt like I might throw up, felt like I might faint and managed to get to the, to the, whatever it was, I guess you call that a a brick fence. And I sat on it and put my head down and that wasn't good enough. And I found myself lying down. I'm lying on somebody's front yard fence on a public street and I've got my eyes closed because looking up at the sky where clouds were going by made me dizzier and I was sweating profusely (laughs) and trying to catch my breath and I was very aware of the dog uh, jumping up beside me and I didn't look at him, but you could just sense, you know, his, what's going on? Something's wrong. <laughs> and he didn't move a muscle for, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes that I was there trying to get my physical self under control. Eventually, I uh, my breathing got a little better and I wasn't even feeling the headache, but the lightheadedness was still sort of there, the rubbery legs there. But slow, I was only two blocks from home, and I thought, I gotta get home, I gotta get home. And somehow, I know, I, I eased myself up, and as I did, I saw a woman crossing the street looking at me. And you could tell she'd been looking at me. <laughs> and I wondered, was she thinking, is there something wrong with that woman? Or, oh, my God, should I? And she really looked scared, frankly. And when she saw me slowly getting up, she sort of turned and took off down the street. I then made it home, begging my dog uh, to keep going, keep going, although we were going very slowly. And he, unlike his usual self, was not pulling ahead or smelling anything. He was very much aware that I was in some distress. And we turned onto my street, and I got to the front door. I got it open, and I... I pulled off my clothes down to my underwear because I was thinking, you were lying on that thing, on that thing that people touch and sit on. And And in my underwear, I careened through my bedroom, into my bedroom, through the kitchen, and into into my bedroom and um, face down. And again, sort of sweating, and and I, um, the dog hovering over me, 
nudging me with his nose. I'm trying to reassure him. It's okay. It's okay. I really, I'm okay. I just don't feel good. And, you know, trying to keep my own head in anyway. I was awakened three hours later by the phone ringing. So somehow I eventually just passed out. And um, I still don't know what that was. (laughs) Although I'm thinking it might have been um, a combination of headache shortness of breath from walking the steps and my asthma kicking up because of the wind and all the crap that it was carrying. And then uh, maybe panic attack. I've never had a panic attack. And maybe that's what it was. I don't know. All I know is I survived. I'm here. I got it. Uh, I made it through. But I think it showed me how uh, much more anxious I am than I uh, acknowledge. I don't know. Um, And it it made me, uh, you know, even more, I'm getting, unfortunately, getting increasingly leery. Everything that comes to my home, the mail, a newspaper, somebody dropping something off, looks to me like death. (laughs) I'm sorry, but that's what I'm going through right now. It's, It's sort of, I don't know. And to think that we easily have, I think, two more months of this. Easy. Even Donald Trump agrees. Well, he agrees Easter ain't going to happen. What is the scariest thing? What is scarier than being in the middle of a pandemic, this this viral, unseeable enemy circling the entire globe, ending life as we know it, not just us, but people all over the world, drawing uh, economies to a screeching halt, separating families, separating people in need of help from their loved ones, the dying from their loved ones. What is scarier than being in a pandemic where all the smartest minds acknowledge they don't know how to fight this thing, although they're working and they're working and they're working so hard trying to? What's scarier than that? more anxiety-producing than that, I'll tell you. It's having a leader, a so-called leader, during this time, like Donald Trump. That is terrifying. I cannot believe that the 
they continue to carry his briefings. If anything, don't carry his part of them, which are filled with self-aggrandizement, misinformation, and uh, his usual nastiness. Just wait until he decamps and then let Dr. Fauci or the other experts speak. Uh, Speaking of the other experts, the well-dressed lady, uh, Dr. Burks, is uh, no longer, to me, a reliable source. I don't know what the hell happened to her. She seems to have drunk the Kool-Aid and has been there in the White House and with the task force long enough to see that in order to be taken seriously, she's got to do these, you know, ass-kissing asides uh, to the great leader. And she's doing that increasingly and in so doing is losing her credibility which simply astonishes me. Um, for those of you who might have missed, uh, and it just came to me through, through Twitter, uh, the president's uh, latest uh, just unbelievable public issuance. Unbelievable. Again, as I said, what's scarier than being in the middle of a pandemic? Being in the middle of a pandemic with Donald Trump as your fucking president. And here is what that despicable, evil, sick man tweeted yesterday. As the death toll skyrocketed, as the number of positive cases skyrocketed, as the pleas for help from hospitals and frontline workers all over the country escalated, here is what your president tweeted. Because the ratings of my news conferences are so high, Bachelor finale, Monday night football type numbers, according to the New York Times. The lamestream media is going crazy. Trump is reaching too many people. We must stop him, said one lunatic. (laughs) See you at 5 p.m. exclamation point. A president whose the only numbers he's watching are his ratings. For all those Americans who thought that electing a person who was a star of a reality show President of the United States, to all of you, I can never forgive you.
Here's another uh, unsettling tweet from no one in particular, but this is a person living in Arizona uh, where the governor is a doofus named Ducey, and I would imagine a Republican. Uh, this person writes, Arizona, huh, business as usual, huge rodeo events, tons of people there, restaurants and bars still serving to outside crowds of customers. No one believes it's happening. Governor Ducey doesn't care. We are fucked. Um, another tweet that I saw today, Trump apparently started his morning on Fox and Friends, spreading more insanity and um, talking himself up. And apparently now he's talking to his uh, puppet master, uh, Vladimir Putin, <clears throat> who I'm sure is congratulating him on killing more Americans than uh, he could ever hope, hope to do. Uh, this is one of the things that Trump said this morning on Good Morning America when he was asked about the stimulus measure. Um, and how the Democrats had tried to put things in there about easing voting restrictions and making voting easier. And here is what Donald Trump said. A moment of honesty from the liar-in-chief. Quote, the things they had in there were crazy. They had levels of voting. I mean, that if you ever agreed to it, you'd never have a Republican elected in this country again. So there he was, in a nutshell, explaining why voter suppression is a Republican ideal and a and bedrock principle. Keep people from voting. And they're brilliant at it. They've, I mean, they've pulled out every, everything they've got. And there was Trump acknowledging what all Republicans know. That if you made the voting process, the bedrock of our democracy, if you made that truly available to the people, you would never have a Republican elected in this country again. I don't quite understand how Trump can under, can say things like, as he did this weekend, right? Uh, well, I'm going to quarantine the tri-state. I'm going to quarantine New York and uh, state and uh, New Jersey and parts of Connecticut. Um, first of all, uh, no one knows what that means. I mean, what he whether he had the the right to to do such a thing or. But 
this is him seeing blue states. And people from those blue states apparently heading to Florida, which many of them did because they have maybe second homes, whatever, in Florida. This is Trump protecting, (laughs) I guess, the red, his red Republican state um, from those hordes of of Democrats. Um, And then two days later, he said, never mind. Sort of like we're opening up Easter, churches will be full yesterday. Never mind. And you would think he would realize that that makes him look (laughs) stupid, indecisive, um, that uh, uncredible. If he says something, no, don't believe it. Just uh, wait for a few days for the for the backtrack. But I don't think that's the way he sees it. He lives in the moment. And those things he says are things that either he feels will make him look good in the moment or will make someone else look bad in the moment or perhaps create chaos, which he can then blame on other people. Incredible. Allison writes, it is so obvious that if you kiss the ring and publicly state that the narcissistic orange one is doing a great job, your needs will be met in a rapid manner. For example, Florida has gotten all the supplies it has requested. And, of course, the Democratic governors from Washington, Michigan, New York, have been criticized and have to beg. He even went so far as to say Pence shouldn't return their calls, but has since denied that. Imagine this. A president doing this. No Democrats around him when the relief bill was signed. This businessman (laughs) is finally doing to the country what he did to his businesses. Bankruptcy. (coughs) Excuse me. His comment, I don't care. I'll be gone. Someone else will have to take care of the debt. He said that. I mean, I, I didn't hear that one, but yeah. The same people who are willing to die so their kids will have an economic future don't give a damn about the climate. So their kids will die anyway. Oh, God. And uh, Gigi wrote, I'm sorry you had such a lousy experience. I can identify. Uh, I also have asthma. So I'm at higher risk. I have been lucky enough to get out in remote woods for walks where I usually see no one. However, yesterday I walked in my neighborhood and panicked every time I saw someone, especially since it was windy. Yeah, me too. 
Today, one of my dogs had to have blood drawn because she's getting chemotherapy. Oh, gosh. And we need to find out if it's working. My husband took her and the vet office is operating by taking the animals from their humans in the parking lot and then returning them. And we gave our pup a bath when she got home. My sister and cousin both live in Arizona. The state is about to end testing. Jesus Christ. Because they can't get more tests. They have not done much testing to begin with. Hair salons are still open. Zoos are still open. Other things are still open. Amazing. Well, this is why we're doomed. This is why, after this is over, the United States, uh, without a doubt, will probably, even with the great, you know, doctors we have, will be uh, probably per capita, the worst hit country, certainly developed, supposedly developed country. Isn't that something? Also, I want to just sort of remind you that uh, the Russians are very busy right now with their um, disinformation campaign. They're all over, and, and they've been identified. They are sowing uh, all kinds of conspiracy theories, anything that'll destabilize us more. So uh, be aware, be very careful. There's all kinds of stuff that are going to end up on Twitter or on Facebook or in your email sent by a friend who heard it from this one, and be extraordinarily skeptical. Okay? Um, hang on, I think I have a caller. Um, damn it, I don't want to play words with friends here. Uh, I do have a caller. Hi, caller. Hello. Lynn. Hi. There was a there was a delay there. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had a, a scary moment yesterday. Yeah. Terrifying. It was a bit. You're doing, you're doing much better today. Or I'm doing better, but my my asthma definitely kicked up, which of course makes me much more anxious. Yeah, but I'm okay. Here I am. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I have a question. I know, um, a, a friend of mine, a friend of mine, my wife's, and he was living in New York, Manhattan. And he has a biology background. Then he got into law where he writes a lot of medical legalese and this and that. So he kind of understands things a little bit. Mm-hmm. He, he, he made a, he worked out with his boss because he was working remotely anyway. He's moving to California because that's where his family is. And he's got a sister who's recovering from cancer and his mom is retired, taking care of a special needs brother or this and that. And he's in self-quarantine, just got out. Yeah. And he says you cannot practice social distancing in New York City at Pretty all. Pretty hard. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he had a mask. He wore gloves. He flew out there. He says the plane was hard. There were many people on the airplane. Um, and he's now he's in a 14-day self-quarantine. Then he's going to go live with his mom and take care of her. And I'm just wondering... Is that an overreaction 
I mean, I, I, I trust him. He's a smart guy. Um, I don't, I, I can see wanting to be with your family. I would also agree at this point, an empty, half empty plane is safer than most places in New York City. Um, but there is danger in people leaving New York and not being as scrupulous as your friend, right? Because right. they can be spreading it. I I don't, I really don't know. I have a beloved niece in New York and I'm just so, so fearful for her. Um, and uh, How does she feel about things? I mean, well, is she she's still comfortable ma- being there? No, <laughs> no. She's maintaining an upbeat, uh, that's her style. Um, she's pretty much holed up with her her cat, and uh, I think she's got some other little critters. I don't know what they are, gerbils or hamsters or something. And she is, but she has to, obviously. A lot can be delivered there, but I would think at some point she ventures out. On on occasion, I sure as hell hope not. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I do know somebody. I I do want to say I do know somebody who used to live here, who moved to New York for a a job, who um, is a very healthy man of about late 40s, early 50s, who tested positive, who ended up hospitalized on a ventilator and um, has since been taken off the ventilator but is still in, you know, serious condition but at least seems to be going in the right direction. And um, he might be one of the lucky ones to have actually gotten it, survived it, and come out the other side. I don't know. Um, Hopefully it doesn't have any permanent damage. Well, you know, we're all going to find out soon enough about all of this. I, I just don't know. Um, I, I'm, I don't know. We all, I I wish everybody would just friggin' stay put as horrible as it is, as awful as it is. Just stay put. Here's here's my problem with it. I, I, I get that. Um, but I, you know, so my my friend did what he did. I had my daughter and her wife live, live in Brooklyn, and they're working from home for right now. And they seem, you know, they're fine, this and that. And, and, and But, you know, one of the things my friend was worried about, he was afraid about a quarantine of New York. And he did not want to get stuck there, especially if he had to run out and take care of his mom or sister. You mean he was upset and about Trump's threat of a quarantine or where no one can move at all? Where a quarantine yeah, where they thought, I mean, what, what the, whether I it came know. from Trump or from Cuomo oh. or, or, or anybody. And so well, you know, a lot of I have to say a lot of countries are doing much more than we are in that regard. I mean, in France, uh, stay at home means stay at home. And if you're out, there are police that are stopping you and asking you, what are you doing? And you you have to have a damn good reason. Um, I think you're out allowed out for maybe one hour a day. 
I don't know. We still are not doing the kind of draconian stay-in-place stuff that a lot of other countries are. And this thing is, you know, having its having its way with them, with us, but we are so extraordinarily cavalier that um I think we're in for a bad a bad time. I'm sure your your just, your uh, daughter it, you know, it, she's happily with her her wife and they they can get stuff delivered as I said and they can be okay, but they should just stay put. They, they right. go to the store. They go to the store about once or twice a week because that's well, what they feel they have to do. Okay. Like, well, if they're doing that, then I hope they're being smart, taking their clothes off, washing them, washing themselves. I'm serious. I mean, you've got to be crazy now. You've got to be crazy nuts if you're walking into an environment where you know the thing is going gangbusters. And that would be New York. I was wondering, is is it selfish or ridiculous of me to say? Because you know, her her wife, her, her the parents, the in laws live in like New Brunswick up in Canada, and it's you know, and, and it's not populated where he you know where they live, or in here where where I live in, in Bellevue. I mean, people can still walk out and about and be very safe, and that is impossible in New York. Well, and what you I mean? You want okay? So now you're you're thinking you want them to do what your friend did and fly to either. First of all, the Can- Canadians don't want them; they won't let them in. Okay. Well, she's the, the, her wife is Canadian. She her wife's. Just I don't care. The well, but the border's been closed. She's not Canadian. I don't think. Yeah, that's true. So no. I wonder how that works. Ro- Roger, I, I I think this is panic on your part. Just. I know. Stay put. We're all panicking. We'd all be better off if everybody stays put. Okay? That's all I got. Okay. Hang in there. I I, I hope you don't have any more events like this. Thank you. Well, I do, too. I do, too. Thank you so much. That was, yeah. I'll talk to you soon. Unpleasant. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I asked some of you to um, send me... Uh, little tidbits since I'm sharing so much with you and um, I'd like to read a few. Um, Let's see. Henry said, first tell Mike from D.C. that he's my favorite caller. (laughs) Hey, Mike, you're Henry's favorite caller. (laughs) always very insightful Um, and regarding Sally's comment about who makes the call on shutting down the governor of Mississippi oh I bet this will be good Mississippi and Mr. Tate Reeves is using his gubernatorial authority to block local officials from protecting the public health of their communities good God in heaven what is it? I think Republicans do want to kill. They want to kill people. On Saturday, the mayor of Tupelo, Mississippi, ordered a stay-at-home order for the, for Tupelo. He banned gatherings of more than 10. He ordered non-essential businesses to close. But 
Yesterday, the governor of Mississippi superseded that and said Tupelo and any other city or town in the state can do, cannot do anything like that. You know, if... You think your vote doesn't matter? You think uh, one's as good as the next? They're all the same? You think that still, huh? Wow. Henry says our worst enemy is not the virus, it's ignorance and greed. Yeah. Um, Chuck writes, just like you, I <clears throat> I have a raspy voice lately, and my mind goes directly to, ah! <laughs> I am 60 years old, and when any symptom appears, I head straight for the thermometer to take my temperature. I can't help but think the worst, and honestly, this raspy voice is probably from spring allergies, but it's terrible to live in fear like this. As a reminder, your listeners can log into YouTube and set a reminder to be notified when your show goes live. In the past, time would get away from me and I would forget to tune in. This YouTube reminder helps. Oh, and lastly, when your dog barks, my dog barks back. You know what? A number of you have said that. My dog is very quietly sleeping right on the chair with me here as I sit halfway off the chair as a result. Um, a lot of people <laughs> set their dog barks when he does. Um, yeah, I also, um, I think that it would be very helpful if I, you subscribe to my show. Um, I know Lisa Cunningham, the editor of City Paper, said that to me. If you subscribe, it makes then getting the show uh, easy. I, I, do not ask me. I'm just telling you what she said. There is a thing up there, um, would it be on YouTube, that says subscribe? You want to do that. Okay? Um Eileen says, truly, it's the best hour of my day. Please keep it up. If you could expand to an hour and a half or add Friday back. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see how my mental health hangs in there. I, it's probably good for me to do it. I, I don't know what uh, Amy's uh, situation is. Uh, Donna writes, I'm a daily listener. Thank you so much. I moved away from the area to Delaware 19 years ago, and your show is a little taste of home for me. I listened to you when you were on the radio with Ann Devlin and Doug Hirth, so that has been a while. Hang in there. I'd be lost without you. Donna, Donna, thank you so much. I cannot tell you how much that does for me. I think we have another caller. Go ahead, please. Oh, yes, on YouTube. Oh, that's what, okay. Amy, thank you. Um, when you go to YouTube, please hit uh, subscribe. Don't just 
I'm assuming most of you have, but if you haven't, um, here is a wonderful uh, little thing from Jonathan uh, for you. Um, He says, a couple of things you and or your listeners might like to pass some time. He says, there's a website that is called, you know, obviously all one word, the kids should see this.com. The kids should see this.com. Uh, he says it's really misnamed because it is great for adults too. A description I read of the website says it gathers the best short videos that explain how the world works. Subjects include nature stuff, science stuff, technology, art, space, politics, and more. So far, they've collected many thousands of videos that are not necessarily made for kids, but are perfect for them. The videos are really great, says Jonathan, and fantastic for any lifelong learner. And it would seem, if you're stuck with your kids, a great thing for the family uh, to do. Uh, the kids should see this dot com. He says they have different, uh, you know, tabs you can click, like uh, collections and, and browse. So there's a ton of stuff there. Um, maybe, uh, maybe Amy, we could put that up on Facebook too, so people could see it. The kids should see this dot com. Another for those of you who love uh, music. <clears throat> is uh, a bad uh, name for a website. It's called radio.com. And I guess you have to put in enough O's in that radio. Ooh. R-A-D-I- do radio and then put four more O's after the O in radio. So there's five O's altogether. Radio.com. Um, uh, Jonathan says, it calls itself a musical time machine. And basically, you can pick a decade, anything from 1900 to now, and you can pick a country. And it will play music from that time and that place. Um, Jonathan says, I've listened to France in the 20s, Cuba in the 50s. You can even uh, specify you want slow stuff, fast stuff, weird stuff. And uh, they also have apps for iPhone and Android. So those are both really, really nice uh, possibilities to help you uh, fill your time and even perhaps enjoy your time, right? Uh, We have two callers waiting, so let's go to the phones. Hi. Hi, caller. Hey, Lynn, it's Jonathan. Jonathan, hi. <laughs> a quick correction: it's it's the kid singular should see this. Uh, oh, you you're kids, right. I uh, saw that plural. S. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you do plural, it won't take you there. So it's the kid Ooh. singular. Yeah. Um, Thank you. That's important. Sure. Yeah. And um, while we're talking about things to uh, pass the time online, YouTube is a wealth of. Um, how to things, how to, I learned how to make um, 
matzah brai, uh, you know, fried matzah from uh, from YouTube, but also some of the fun things. I'm not a roller coaster guy in real life. Um, I get terrified. But um, there are first-person videos really well done of almost any roller coaster in the country. And that I can handle because I'm on my couch. Um, And one of my favorite things is there are walking tours beautifully done of the Champs-Élysées, of um, London, of Italy, and some of them are really high def and, and beautiful. And because they're not slickly produced, they're just somebody with a great camera um, stabilized and walking along. It really does feel like you're there uh, because wow. it's in real time. And um, my daughter, Sydney, and I, around Christmas time, did one of the walks in Paris. Everything lit up. And it was oh, it was just beautiful, and pe- and you can hear the people around you talking again because uh-huh. it's not produced with music and and all that stuff. It's just somebody walking. You hear people talking, and oh, it's great. It's a lot of fun. That that sounds wonderful. Have you seen the the one YouTube video that I just loved is from a Pittsburgh couple singing? Have you yeah, seen that? that? I saw it because of you on Twitter. Yeah, that was wonderful. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it, we put it on, we put it on our Facebook page. Um, just two, two old Jews playing the piano. I can tell them. (laughs) And, and, and man, it's so cute. I want to be quarantined with them. Yeah, I do. It is the word. It's really, and talented. The lyrics are great. And the performance is just sweet. Yeah. Well, it's gone. It's gone viral. And I know uh, I sent it to uh, the editor at City Paper, and she so loved it that she's put it up on the on City Paper along with the lyrics. So there's no way, and it's gone so viral um, that uh, they've been interviewed. On, I know on WGN in Chicago and who knows where else. So they're. They got famous. Cute people. It is. Yeah. If we have to be stuck with this, it's nice to have the technology <laughs> that we can escape and, and share with each other. Absolutely. So thank yeah. you for that. And thanks for the correction. Sure. The kid sure should see this. Dot com. Right. Yeah. Jonathan, yeah. I love you. Thank you. Love you, too. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. And we have another uh, caller. Caller, go ahead, please. Yeah, this is Kurt from Swissvale. Hi, Kurt. How are you doing? I am. Uh, often yeah, depends yeah. on you know. I'm up. I'm down. I'm. I'm handling it well. I'm uh, in the fetal position. I'm. I'm all over the place. <laughs> well, I'm with you. I finally got out of the house and my doldrums a little bit. One of the days, it was really nice. Took about a two and a half hour walk around the neighborhood, but had a conversation with my neighbor about how strange it was to stand there eight feet apart and have a conversation or yeah. be dodging people when you come across them on the sidewalk and you know it's not like people are like no don't get anywhere near me they're smiling and laughing and saying hello and waving they're just keeping their distance and avoiding right. each other you right know, it, it's weird to have to be mindful of 
this isn't because they don't like me. <laughs> no, well, you know, that's true. I mean, we it has not, don't take it personally. God knows. Yeah, yeah and I felt like a cab, you know. <laughs> I'd run across women pushing baby carriages, you know, and they yeah. might be 40 or 50 feet away, and I'm thinking, well, I'll get out of the way when I get a little closer, and they go out into the street, and I'm thinking, well, gee. I, I should have gotten, yeah, I should have gone. A jerk yeah. I am, I should. Yeah. Oh, you know, their distance yeah. boundary yeah. was greater than mine, I guess. That's, so there's a lot of weird things about it. I mean, some of them are funny, and you just got to take them in stride, I guess. The, the, worst thing yeah. for me, yeah. the worst thing for me is I can't pet people's dogs. I don't have yeah. a dog. Normally, if I was out walking and I ran into somebody I know, or really, quite frankly, even people I don't know, I've been down and pet their dog. And, right. Uh, uh, I can't do that now, and I really have to stop myself, and the dogs look at you like, why aren't you petting me? <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, the do- the dogs, I feel for the do- You know, I was feeling for my dog. He has so much energy, and he needs to run and run and run, and we can't do it anymore. And um, And I'm thinking, you know, his life has contracted so much, and and yet... I was when I was walking him yesterday I thought well I mean he lived in a cage in a shelter <laughs> for a long time and so a a cage in my house uh with good food and me playing with him is is hardly the worst thing he's had to endure so right he'll yeah, be you're okay. home all day it's not like you're going to work and leaving yeah it's got better than a lot of dogs but but yeah it just I don't know just just a, a comment on what it's like to adjust to this situation, I guess. It's, yeah, no, it's 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 so odd uh, to see the world we knew, poof, gone. Yeah. It's something. I, I finally have my first direct knowledge of somebody who's been affected. The neighbor yeah. lady across the street is in quarantine right now because she came into contact with somebody at work. She's fine, yeah. but... Because um, I really didn't know anybody yet that's mm-hmm. been... Uh, that close to it other than well give it another give it another few days and we'll all know because this it's just gonna be exploding now yeah it's it's blossoming like crazy i mean we crossed about eighty thousand infections in the united states a couple days ago which put us at the leadership of the world and we're going to be double that in tomorrow yeah we're number one yay we're always exceptional Hey, th- Kurt, thanks. Good to hear from Alrighty. you. Take care. All right. Bye. Um, uh, let's see. Um, oh, I was watching Bridesmaids the other day. It, it, it made me laugh. God, thank God. But there was a line in it that had so much meaning now. It's funny how, you know, a line in a book or in a movie that would have just whizzed right by you, all of a sudden jumps out at you and, you know, won't let you go. And um, it's at a time when things aren't going well for, for the bride in Bridesmaids. And she turns to her friend and says, I just want things to be like they used to be. 
I thought, oh, yeah, baby, give me a cross-stitched little thing of that, and I'll hang it up above the fireplace. I just want things to be like they used to be. One of you, who was it, Terry, sent me a whole bunch of little uh, pictures, some of which really made me laugh. And it's hard, of course, to do a picture, but I'll, I'll try one was of a, of a, you know, St. Bernard, a cartoon of a St. Bernard. Um, and uh, there was, you could see an outhouse behind him. And from the inside of the outhouse, someone was crying, help, help. And the, the, uh, the St. Bernard looking noble, like, you know, like Lassie ready for the rescue, uh, is alert and you can tell is about to answer the call. And then you realize that on his collar, the St. Bernard has not, you know, whatever it is they were carrying. What were they carrying? Whiskey? What were they carrying? A flask of something? He had a roll of toilet paper <laughs> on his collar. Anyway, made me laugh. Another guy, there was a picture of his hands and this sort of vague writing you could see on the, on his palms. And it said, <coughs> I wash my hands so much due to COVID-19 that my exam notes from 1995 have reappeared. All right. And one more that I thought was actually a good idea for humans who uh, are having trouble uh, with their touching their faces and stuff, uh, or if you can't get a mask, I know I have one of those uh, plastic, horrible collars that the vet puts on your dog if he's had surgery or something and uh, so that it prevents one of those cones. Well, I'm just saying... If you got one, you could use it. You put that on your neck, it covers up your entire entire face. And you can see through it. Okay. Granted, some people might look at you funny. But I think it's a great idea. Just saying. I also want to, uh, because it, um, it moved me so... Um, uh, Ray had said uh, that he had decided to redirect the 25 bucks a month he was giving the New York Times for um, access to their online product. Um, he decided to redirect it locally to Pittsburgh City Paper. He said that way I'm not out any money, and God knows there's plenty of news I can ha- get, but I can't get this local stuff. And I want to keep the local alive, and I want to keep Lynn Collins show alive. So he did send um, this $25 a month to Pittsburgh City Paper. And he wrote to, I just want to share with you what he wrote to uh, the editor, Lisa Cunningham. It made her cry. (laughs) She's an easy crier, but Ms. Cunningham. I have redirected $25 per month to your publication. 
in spite of disagreeing with nearly every editorial and philosophical stance your paper seems to take. I suspect this is a healthy generational divide, and you all will grow in wisdom as age matures you. <laughs> My motivation is a deep appreciation for your support of the Cullen Podcast. The best of luck to you all, and please stay safe. Ray in Lawrenceville. Ray, I thank you so much. And um, I have to tell you that um, City Paper cannot thank you enough either. Uh, they have found the, uh, the willingness of you, and I'm talking specifically about my audience, to step up. Uh, just mind-boggling. Uh, the the owners of the paper are in Butler County, and I was told that on a conference call the other day they were just astonished to see um, the support from you. And um, I'm not, but I want to tell you if you still can, you know, those, and think of all the money. I was thinking that together. Think of all the money you used to spend that you're not spending anymore. You know, whether it's a, <clears throat> a daily Starbucks or, you know, going through a drop, whatever. If you can possibly, as Ray did, redirect that toward Pittsburgh City Paper to keep it alive, um, that would be simply amazing, truly. So um, I think that's all the time I have, and I didn't get anywhere near what I wanted to. Um Thank you all, as usual, for for being there. Um, I have said it before, and I'll say it again. This is the least anxious and best hour of my of my day being connected to all of you. So um, have a great one. Stay away from Trump's five o'clocks. Do not do it. Tune in at five thirty, maybe if you ha if you absolutely have to. But stay away from a lot of this news. It is so extraordinarily upsetting. And uh, I think you already know more than enough, right? All righty. Love you. Hang in there. See you tomorrow. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.